Welcome to the Mavericks and Misfits podcast, where not quite fitting into the religious status quo is a good thing. Slick church trends deceive us. Denominational traditions can blind us. But truth from the heart of God always transforms us. And now, here's our host, a self-proclaimed ministry maverick and church misfit, Jeff Lyle. Welcome back to the COVID-19 episode of Mavericks and Misfits. Why not? Why not? Why not go ahead and just give an entire episode and talk about COVID-19? Everybody's been talking about it. Maybe I'm a little late to the game, or maybe it's just because I don't like to talk about the things that everybody else is talking about because um, I'm not interested in adding my opinion to the C of opinions, most of which are not reliable opinions. And uh, so what I thought I would do is I would just clear up one issue in today's uh, broadcast, today's episode of Mavericks and Misfits, one little aspect of this COVID-19 thing. Um, <laughs> this thing's dominated, has it not, for well over a year. And uh, of course, it's almost a comedy of errors coming from those who are in charge, whether it be government or the, you know, they say follow the science and I mean, how can you follow something that moves in a different direction every day and moves in multiple directions at once? There, there's just no continuity to the messaging about COVID-19. Um, we do recognize the fact that it's an, an intense um, medical uh, situation. Um, I would agree that it's a pandemic because it is all over the globe. There's a lot of things I don't agree on that we have been told, but um, no doubt about it, it's killed a lot of people. And the science that seeks to um, get ahead of this thing and stay ahead of this thing has just not been able to do it. I personally know people that have died from COVID-19. It's infected um, people in my family. My father-in-law passed away um, this year um, when he contracted COVID-19, spent a very long time beginning at the end of 2020 and into the early, early spring of 2021 and ended up dying of COVID-19 complications. So it's not imaginary. Um, it's not a myth, but it isn't everything that everybody is saying that it is. And so I've been very hesitant to um, put my two cents in because I'm not sure it's worth two cents. But today I'm just going to risk it and I want to talk about just one aspect. And so let me tell you what that is. Um, does COVID-19 and primarily or more specifically the vaccine have anything to do with the mark of the beast? The book of Revelation talks about at the end of the age, there will be some form uh, of identification on human population that is spoken of as the mark of the beast. And a lot of people believe that what is going on with the vaccination policies uh, laws, legislation that's been talked about in the United States of America and is already taking place in other parts of Europe, they say that's going to be the mark of the beast. And so let me just tell you where I stand on this issue and then I'll spend the rest of the podcast telling you why. Um, the COVID vaccines is 100% not the mark of the beast, 100%. And I'm going to share with you why in today's episode of Mavericks and Misfits. And if you want to, uh, you can grab a Bible. Um, I'm not going to necessarily preach this, but I am going to reference a lot of scriptures out of the book of Revelation, uh, chapter number 13, because if you want to know about the beast and the mark of the beast, the Antichrist, the um, coming reign on earth of the individual who will be known as the Antichrist, you, you have to study the book of Revelation. And primarily in Revelation 13, towards the end of it, is where we start reading about this mark that associates itself with the Antichrist, who is often referred to as the beast. And so let me read you 
a few of these verses, and um, I'm just going to ask you to submit the emotional hysteria of what's going on in the world today. And if you've been, you know, mainlining news feeds, whether conservative or liberal, if you've been shooting up your daily doses of the media hysteria, then you're probably really far off the mark biblically and spiritually of where you should be concerning what your attitude needs to be uh, regarding COVID-19 and all that's pertaining to it. It's not the mark of the beast, friends, not the mark of the beast. Um, And let me let me spend the rest of our time together uh, telling you why. John, the revelator, is writing on the island of Patmos. The book of Revelation is the book of the revelation of Jesus Christ. The purpose of the book of Revelation is not the revealing of the Antichrist. It is not the revealing of Satan. It is not the revealing of the demonic strategy. The book of Revelation is the apocalypse. It is the revelation of the Son of God returning to planet earth. So, um, sorry to disappoint you, but the Antichrist is not the primary star of the book of Revelation. It is Jesus Christ. Having said that, when we get to chapter number 13, John is being granted a vision from God concerning this future individual that will be prominently known in, on a global scale. And we commonly refer to him as the Antichrist. He is an individual that has at that time arisen from some blend of a political and religious uh, backdrop. He has emerged out of obscurity and he becomes the prominent human leader on the planet. And I don't have time to go into detail um, about all that he does, but read your Bible. You you can read plenty about him in the book of Revelation. And I'm going to read a few things from chapter number 13. Along with the Antichrist, there is this propaganda spokesman that he'll have, and um, he's called the false prophet. And he's literally a propagandist. He's a hype man, for lack of a better phrase. Um, And he does most of the communications in the earth for the Antichrist. And so, of course, Satan is in the mix, too. And so you've got this unholy trinity of the false prophet, the the beast, and Satan, the Antichrist and Satan. And um, all of it, basically, just we just need to remember that when this unfolds in the future, it is Satan's instrumentation of humans to be able to fulfill uh, you know, as he hopes, um, his evil agenda. Hold on just a second. I don't even bother editing out my sips of coffee anymore because you guys have been with us for a while. By the way, if you're listening for the first time, welcome. Glad you've tuned in. Hope you'll keep tuning in uh, to Mavericks and Misfits. You can subscribe wherever it is that you listen to all your other podcasts, and I hope that you will. And if you're a frequent listener, Give us a rating and a review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen. That helps us. And so that's all I've ever asked from our listeners. It takes about 60 seconds of your time to do that, and we'd appreciate it. All right, on to the material. So I'm not working with any notes today. I've just got my Bible open, and I'm just looking at Revelation 13. Uh, look in verse 11 if you've got a Bible open. If not, just listen. Um, this is what John is seeing. He says, I saw another beast rising out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb. And it spoke like a dragon. Now note verse 12. It exercises all the authority of the first beast in its presence and makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast whose mortal wound was healed. Okay. 
So the second beast is the the one who is speaking on behalf of the primary beast, who we would see as the Antichrist. And so we we go on in verse 13 of chapter 13 of Revelation. It says, The second beast performs great signs, making fire come down from, from heaven or the sky, um, making fire come down from heaven to earth in front of people. And by the signs that it is allowed to work in the presence of the beast, it deceives those who dwell on earth, telling them to make an image for the beast that was wounded by the sword and yet lived. Just very quickly. So when we get down to the end times, the reign of the Antichrist is that, A, he comes forth from what looked like a devastating, deadly wound, and yet he lives, and so it is Satan's counterfeit of Jesus' resurrection that the Antichrist now has, and he is deceiving the nations. The primary weapon of the Antichrist at the end of the age is deception. Um, it's such an intense deception because it is, it is accompanied with great signs. So it's, there's going to be a pseudo-miraculous uh, element to the reign and the ministry of the Antichrist, and even involving his ability to make fire come from heaven to earth in front of the people. So we don't know exactly what all that means, but it does indicate that he will be operating in some kind of um, satanic power that will go against the laws of nature. These signs will look miraculous. They will obviously be supernatural. And it will build credibility via deception by those who are deceived. And um, it's going to be worked in the presence of the beast who deceives those who dwell on the earth. And then here we go in verse number 14. Um, the Part of the deception is that the second beast tells them to make an image for the beast that was wounded and by the sword and yet lived. Here's where you start getting into the worship aspect of the Antichrist, this image of the first beast that will be propagated by the second beast, the false prophet. And then, watch this, verse 15. So it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast might even speak and might cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain. All right, that's extremely important. Because this is going to tie into the mark of the beast. The, the, the activity associated with the mark of the beast must involve intentional worship of the beast. Okay? And those who will not worship the image of the beast will be executed. They'll be slain according to Revelation 13, 15. Now, it goes on a little bit further. It says in verse 16, also, it causes all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave. So that's everybody on the earth. This is the, the will of those who worship the beast. It says it will cause all humans who worship the beast to be marked on the right hand or the forehead. And the effect of this is so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark, that is, the name of the beast or the number of its name. And then verse 18 says, This calls for wisdom. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. Okay, so now we're getting down into the 
um, more specific aspects of the mark of the beast at the end of the age. Hold on a second. Coffee moment there. All right. A couple of things that you have to remember when the mark of the beast is activated in the earth. By the way, I know that the COVID-19 shot is not the vaccine is not the mark of the beast because everything that leads up to the worship of the Antichrist and the mark of the beast, none, none of that has happened yet. And so there's going to be some major cataclysmic events that lead up to the scene or the timing where the people will end up worshiping the Antichrist, pledging their devotion to him, and whatever the mark of the beast ends up being, uh, they will take that mark as a signal of allegiance, devotion, and worship of him. And none of that happens until he, this individual, has appeared on the earth and done major counterfeit miracles, satanic, demonic, evil-fueled, hell-fueled, miracles, signs, and wonders. So I ask you right now, who is that person? Where is that person? Well, that person has not appeared. There's nobody that has the global attention right now who has been mortally wounded yet looked like he was going to die and then raised back up from death to where the whole planet was astounded. That hasn't happened. That's the counterfeit resurrection that's spoken of in Revelation 13, uh, verse number 12. Um, so that, that hasn't happened yet. And then after that happens again, there's this season of massive deception, signs, wonders, false miracles that have to take place. That hasn't happened. Then comes the mark of the beast. So when people are panicking and flipping out right now and they're saying, oh no, I can't take the vaccine. By the way, this is not a commentary at all on whether or not you should or should not take the vaccine. Everybody's got an opinion on that. I am not that none of us are called to tell others what to do about this issue. Um, just as a quick segue here, um, you're not called to speak with authority about what somebody else should do with their own private medical um, beliefs and practices. It's none of your business. And so when, and by the way, you shouldn't ask people what they're doing shouldn't ask people if they've gotten vaccinated or not. It's none of your business because you see what's happening in the culture today. In the culture today, it's a political badge. Either I'm a proud anti-vaxxer or I am, I am a person who is loving and kind and caring about my neighbor. Therefore, I've gotten the vaccination. And guys, when you look at the, the science, nobody knows what they're injecting. Does it work? Well, some people say it does. Some people say it doesn't. Some people say, well, the first shot was supposed to do it. No, but then we got the second shot. Now we've got to talk about the third shot, the booster shot. I mean, at some point, you've just got to say, I'm not real sure that the people in charge know exactly what they're doing. And so that's why a lot of people have not taken the vaccine. Whereas on the other hand, a lot of people have said, no, we want to do this because we feel it makes us safe. We trust the government. We trust the science. And so we're going to do this. And they feel strongly and very comforted that they've taken it. So you and I, as followers of Jesus, are not to make where we stand on the vaccine um, a test of fellowship. Um, we're not to judge people uh, concerning what their personal opinion is on the vaccine. So that's just a, a quick pastoral moment there. Back to the matter at hand regardless of whether you take the shot or not, or the shots, um, it's not the mark of the beast. <laughs> it's not the mark of the beast. So I'm going to, I'm going to speak directly to those of you that are getting caught up in the gears of sensationalism on this thing. And you're seeing a little bit of the boogeyman 
um, on this COVID-19 shot. Um, that's fine if you don't trust the government. You know, listen, there's plenty of valid reasons not to trust global government. Or if you're listening in the United States, the United States government. I certainly don't trust the government at all. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to obey because the Bible tells me to, you know, give honor unto the powers that be. It tells me to pray for them. It tells me to obey um, all the legislation of man as unto the Lord. And so until that time where the laws that are being made violate my clear biblical mandates on my life, then I'm, I'm, I'm happy to obey. Uh, I may not agree, but I do know how to obey. I obey a lot of stuff I don't agree with. I don't agree with speed limits, but I obey them. I don't agree with, you know, yellow traffic lights that are warning me to slow down. Um, those look green to me. And so there's a lot of things that are in legislation uh, that I don't agree with, but I have to obey them. And so... When it comes to this issue, um, I don't I don't trust the government, but that doesn't mean it's the mark of the beast. the The passage goes on. I mean, it, I think what people are starting to see is this um, possible parallel that it says in Revelation thirteen seventeen, unless somebody gets the mark of the beast, and this is going to happen. I mean, this is prophecy. This is biblical prophecy. So at the time when the mark of the beast is saturating the globe and it is a mandated take it or die kind of situation, if you don't take the mark of the beast, you will not have the ability or authority or the capacity to buy goods or sell goods unless, quote, he has the mark that is the name of the beast or the number of its name. So we do know that there will be attached to the eventual mark of the beast some component that regulates commerce. Um, and so people right now are saying, okay, here it is. You can't, you can't travel. You can't go to this show. You can't get in this place of business. You can't um, exercise your freedoms here. Our freedoms are being taken away, and it's moving toward this clamp down to where if you don't get the vaccine, you're not going to be able to live and they're going to starve you to death and you won't be able to eat and you won't be able to buy and you won't be able to sell and so on and so on. While that is true about the eventual mark of the beast, it is not true about the COVID vaccinations. And so really, I mean, if I'm just being singular here, what I'm trying to tell you is to relax a moment, quit giving into the hysteria. Quit buying into the idea that the vaccinations for COVID-19 are the mark of the beast and that if you get the vaccination, you're going to lose your salvation. You're going to become a child of the devil. You're going to um, end up burning in hell. You will be among the great deceived who worship the Antichrist. Let me just ask you a quick question. <clears throat> In all of the... Um, talks and the facilitation of the COVID vaccine globally, have they told you to worship a single individual to declare your undying spiritual devotion and worship to an individual right before they jab you with the needle? Well, of course not. And resist the temptation and say, yeah, but Jeff, symbolically, that could mean that as soon as you take the shot, you are aligning with the Antichrist regime. Well, no, you aren't because the Antichrist regime is not formed. It's not here yet. It's not. So let me give you the most that I'm willing to say about connecting the COVID vaccine to end time events. 
eventually what we are going to see is that there will be some form of global government control under the authority of the individual who is the Antichrist. And in within that authority and global dominance that he exercises, there will be the regulation of who can buy, sell, and ultimately get goods and eat. It will be a control factor. And in order for that uh, to occur, those individuals alive at that time will have to declare in some fashion 100% full allegiance to the individual who is the Antichrist. They will have to worship him as God. And they will do so because they will have been deceived by the lying signs and wonders, false miracles, and the counterfeit resurrection that um, he experienced when he received a mortal wound to the head and yet lived. So all of that's going to take place. So what does that have to do with the COVID-19 shot? Let me tell you the most I'm willing to say. I think possibly, and this is, you know, only a possibility, definitely not saying it's a, an actuality. I'm just saying it's a possibility. What we're seeing happen with the COVID-19 shot may be pointing towards the manner in which government exercises control in the future. And I'm talking about the Antichrist government. So you're going to have the false prophet who is nothing more than a media propagandist for the um, Antichrist. And, and so you're going to have massive deception. And what will be the vehicle of that deception? It will be a demonic deception that uh, pervades the whole planet. And my best educated guess is that it will be propagated by media and social media. That there will literally be an antichrist in times propaganda machine that will control the global narrative and people will hear the lie from every possible source. And again, this is getting off into some other parts of biblical prophecy, but um, th there's going to be such a strong delusion that God allows in the earth that it's going to be so strong that Jesus said if it was possible, even the very elect would be deceived. And so somehow in the future, the government will control people. And you do see a little bit of that going on right now. You see the hysteria that is fueled by the media about COVID-19. Um, I don't watch the news anymore, but just last night, Amy and I watched uh, about a six to seven minute report on a national news network j just on COVID-19 and the, the rising rates and all of that. And listen, I, I didn't even have to have 90 spiritual gifts in operation at that moment. It was clearly fueled. This report on the news channel was clearly fueled by the spirit of fear. It was intentional. I saw it as clear as day. I was like, oh, the purpose behind this is to instill fear in everybody that sees it and to control the people by fear and to present the government messaging as the only means by which people might have hope to survive COVID-19. So please flock, run if you must, take the first shot, take the second shot, take the booster shot, do what you must do because COVID-19 is coming and Yes, we're starting to see in local and state legislations, businesses and especially government offices mandating that people get the shots. Um, and we've seen in the news that there's people that are being fired and let go from their jobs because they won't take the shot. 
So that speaks a little bit of the type of control that can be exercised. But again, I want you to hear me carefully. This is not that. This COVID-19 and the vaccination is not the same as the Revelation 13 Mark of the Beast global worldwide dominance of the Antichrist who performs lying signs and wonders of counterfeit resurrection and demands that all people everywhere worship his image and then take the Mark of the Beast, which is the number of his name, 666. And there's a lot of different thoughts about what that means. (laughs) So have I convinced you? Because I'm going to tell you, you're going to have to repent of the spirit of fear if you if you're literally giving yourself to believing that the vaccines are the mark of the beast. I'm I'm just going to be a big boy with you. Repent, repent. You're you're believing something that is anti-scripture. It's unbiblical. It's fear-fueled. And I'm not saying it's not important. I'm just saying it's not that. It's not the mark of the beast. So don't repeat that stuff. Don't share stories about that. Don't post it on social media. Don't give yourself to the hysteria. Um, and let me let me just finish with this because everybody wants to talk about the mark of the beast as if it's the central theme of the book of Revelation. Let me take a sip of coffee real quick. It's not the central theme of the book of the Revelation. Jesus is. Jesus is. I do. If you hear frustration in my voice, it's because I'm just stunned at times at Christians who make the book of Revelation more about the unveiling of Satan and the Antichrist than they do the unveiling of the second coming of the Son of God who's going to destroy the Antichrist, destroy the false prophet, destroy the beast, destroy Satan, destroy every single demon, putting them in the lake of fire for all of eternity and creating for us who are the saved, the redeemed, the justified, the elect, the born again, the Christians— He's going to make a new heavens and a new earth for us where we will dwell with God forever and ever. That's the theme of the book of Revelation. Not the Antichrist, not the mark of the beast, not the pit, <laughs> not, not, a, not the global world, worldwide dominance. I mean, if you're fixated on, oh, no, how am I going to buy and sell and get goods? How am I going to feed my family? How am I going to travel? They're going to steal my freedoms. Oh, no, what is going on? Um. You know, you're giving yourself to the spirit of fear and you're missing the whole point of the book of Revelation. The whole point of the book of Revelation is that God wanted it encoded in scripture. The the inspired account of the end of the age, which ends with Jesus Christ ruling and us ruling and reigning with him. That's where you need to be thinking, man. My brothers, my sisters, don't be thinking about the mark of the beast. Listen, If you're saved and you're walking in the spirit and you are living your life for the glory of God, I'm not talking about if you're some kind of pseudo Christian who goes to church on Sunday and then, you know, lives like the devil the rest of the week, but you call yourself a Christian. No, you got, you got plenty of stuff to be worried about if that's you. But for those that are truly born again and walking with Christ as the evidence that they've been truly born again, we don't have to worry about the mark of the beast. I'm not worried about that. If I'm alive at that time and I refuse to take the mark of the beast, you know what the Bible says? They're going to kill me. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says that when we refuse to take the mark of the beast, if we're alive during that time period, then we will be martyred. We will give our lives uh, in loyalty for the Lord Jesus Christ. We will, um, we will receive a martyr's reward. But I like after you get through Revelation 13, And the last verse of Revelation 13 says, 
the number of the beast is 666. But did you ever read the next verse, the first verse in chapter 14? Then John says, he says this, Then I looked, and behold, on Mount Zion stood the Lamb, that's Jesus, and with him 144,000 who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven like the roar of many waters and like the loud sound of thunder. The voice that I heard was like the sound of the harpist playing on their harps. They were singing a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures and before the elders. Okay, so you get through Revelation 13. It's all spooky and scary and people are dying and nobody can buy and sell and get goods and the deceived people are taking the mark of the beast and the Antichrist looks like he's winning. And then John wants to make sure that we don't get lost in all of that you know, satanic drama. He says, then I looked and he looks on Mount Zion. So he goes to that place of, of, of God's presence and he sees Jesus pictured by the lamb. He's there stood the lamb, the standing lamb. And who's standing with Jesus? 144,000 people who had his mark, Jesus's name, and the name of the father written on their foreheads. Remember the mark of the beast goes on the right hand or the forehead. And then John says, oh no, I'm not going to leave you thinking about the mark of the beast. I want you to think about the mark of the king. I want you to think about the mark of the son of God. And he says, don't forget that the vision doesn't culminate with the mark of the beast. It culminates with the mark of the king. Hallelujah. So friends, let's get educated about the mark of the beast. That's fine. But good night. Don't fall into the trap that so many well-intended Christians have fallen into. And they get obsessed with the mark of the beast and they never even take a glance at the mark of the King, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who is your Lord, your Savior, your returning vindicator, your rescuer. He's going to come back and he's going to crush the head of the serpent right in front of everybody. This uh, Antichrist thinks he is the object of global worship. He will be for a minute, but listen, all of that's going to get stomped out when the fire of God comes out of the mouth of Jesus Christ when he returns and burns up. And listen, the Bible tells us that we're all going to witness Satan, the false prophet, the beast, the antichrist. We're going to watch them cast into the lake of the fire where they're going to burn forever and ever. That's the end of the story. So quit, quit taking your cues from American news outlets. Quit taking your cues from all the sensationalism that's going on right now. Quit taking your cues from that. Get in the word of God and start adjusting your emotions and your thinking accordingly. All right, my time's gone. I'm glad that you tuned in. I hope this helped you. So, Jeff, what's the summary? It's real simple. The COVID vaccine is not the mark of the beast. So take that and run with it, okay? We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to today's Mavericks and Misfits podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review Mavericks and Misfits with Jeff Lyle on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps us to reach more people and spread the unfiltered message of Jesus. And don't forget that you can connect with Jeff's social media links at maverickmisfit.com. We look forward to reconnecting with you on our next episode.